Thank you for calling No Reservations. Uh, yeah, I'd like to make a reservation for... Oh, the- I'm so sorry. Uh, there are no reservations. <laughs> it's in the name. We worked all weekend in our Monday suck. Physically, we're all salty as fuck. So pour yourself a drink while we left that bed. And with no more hesitation, no reservations. With Anna and Ryan. Hi, everybody. This is No Reservations. It's a service industry podcast. We're feeling real romantic today. You know it. Do you hear our sultry voices? (laughs) I've been told that I could work on a phone sex line. Um, Did you realize that Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life worked on a phone sex line? No. As an adult, when you look back, he was an employee of a phone sex line. Fuck yes. That show was so adult for children. Weren't all of our favorite cartoons... So adult. So adult. Yeah. That's why I love watching Spongebob now. But yes, we're not here to talk about love and sex. We're here to talk about how much we hate people. Yes. That's why we started a podcast. It's the true meaning of Valentine's Day. It's celebrating with the people who you can barely stand because of the people that you can't stand. It's coming up on Sunday, friends. Do you have your Valentine? If you don't, don't get one. We're in a fucking pandemic. Yes. Um... As always, I'm Anna. I'm Ryan. I'm Megan. Yay! <laughs> Nailed it. And Boom. again, yes, this is No Reservations, a podcast for the service industry. Why can I never By say the service industry? About the service industry. Um, today we're a little service industry adjacent, but still very much dealing with the Mega Karens. I love how you still have to specify that every time, even though, you know, sometimes people need to know what they're getting into. Much like a relationship or a marriage, you need to know what you're getting into. Mm. And this is, we are so far into this, if they don't know what they're getting into, (laughs) there's no helping them. You're not wrong there, my friend. Uh, So Megan, tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do? What qualifies you to be on this podcast? (laughs) Um, Hi, so... (laughs) Um, so before the pandemic, um, I was, uh, working as a event planner at a venue. Um, so I think we're focusing mainly on weddings, but I did all types of events, uh, nonprofit and, uh, you know, mitzvahs and corporate events. We actually did some, uh, TV filming and stuff there, you know, all different types of things. Love a mitzvah. I know. I was, I was stuck <laughs> on mitzvah too. Yeah. I would see some pretty crazy mitzvahs. Very extravagant. Like, Especially cause this is in the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, once you are having yours, your best friend has to outdo it and it just gets bigger and bigger. Oh yeah. As a person who had, was I was going to say I'd been to my fair share of mitzvahs. I went to two. I went to, I went <laughs> your to, fair share. Yeah. One bar, one bot. The, the big the, <laughs> uh, the big event in um, just Hampstead, Maryland, uh, was that we did like a dance contest and whoever won got a limo ride on the day of their choosing. Uh, that, Stop. That was the big that was the big reward, the big time. What is a thirteen year old gonna do with a limo ride on uh, the day of their choosing? Um Nick Cowman won and he basically picked a select group of friends to take to his birthday party at the like at the park <laughs> months later. And I we weren't even that close friends, but I suckered him into letting me come. Yes. Wow. It was great. <laughs> I wish that we could have drank, you know, back in those young days at those mitzvahs. But the good news is we can drink now. Yeah. Ooh, beautiful. So, Megan, what are we drinking today? Uh, we are drinking 
Mimosas remind me, Ryan, what their strawberry or raspberry, what was Raspberry that? lemonade mimosas. Yes. Megan Ooh. said that since we were recording in the wee hours of the morning, mm. um, because we all have a job that we have to go to during the afternoon <laughs> hours, mm-hmm. we would drink first. I love um, that. And what better way to drink in the morning than with a mimosa or an Irish coffee? So it's just your standard uh, champagne, and I squeezed these lemons and raspberries myself. Um, actually, this says Prosecco. Get your spirit right. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is Josh Prosecco, which is um, cheap enough to not break the bank. <laughs> cheap enough to not break the bank, but uh, fancy enough that I feel like I'm not a garbage human being. Wow. That must be nice for you. Yeah, I try. So here you go, Meg. I oh, thank you. I'm very excited. Beautiful. Well, cheers, friends. Oh, cheers. There's more champagne if anyone wants. It. Sorry. Um, cheers, everybody. Cheers. So tell us more about your duties. Ooh, she's so, tart. She's delightful. Ooh, wow. I'm gonna take a little more champagne, but ooh, that is. I good. love the tart. I yeah. left it mm. tart because I knew the champagne would balance that. I say these things as if I'm some kind of master mixologist. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I Google shit. We're learning from the best, though. We truly are. Um, One of our coworkers is truly masterful, and uh, I don't understand how he's so good and so humble, and I love him. Shouting him him out. Artemio! I just want to know if he drinks all the time. All the time, I pretend that I'm Donna Summer, and I go up to him, and I'm like, Artemio! Wow! Artemio! I bet he hates that. (laughs) He loves it! Oh. This isn't about you. <laughs> I know. So, Megan, <laughs> tell us more about your duties at the venue. Okay. Basically, so I was the um, event coordinator. I took on everything after the sale happened. So I wasn't involved in, like, the walkthroughs, typically. But uh, as soon as they booked, I was, you know, they're kind of their guide through planning their event. So, you know, helping them with their timeline for the day and then setting up a tasting and, you know, going over the menu and sitting with them and going through everything that they, you know, want to eat and things that they want to do for, you know, the formalities and things like that. And then, um, you know, creating like a cohesive document so that way all of the staff um the you know the florist everyone could kind of look at it and reference it and like it really have no questions for me um people would still not read it and have plenty of questions for me <laughs> during the day um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. setup was super fun always but i did eventually learn how to um use the cameras so that kind of saved me for a little bit because i used to have to go in super early the day of a wedding but then i would spy for um once i learned the password to the cameras so you know i kind of saved on my time there um <laughs> but uh sorry getting a little off topic but um i was about to be like so you like were like you learned how to be so planny and coordinating and i was like oh i literally just described your job okay now i understand <laughs> mm, yeah you know and then obviously with weddings you know it's a lot of planning and uh, logistics but also a lot of dealing with very emotional people you know it's not the same as people that are planning a corporate event and you know they're here to you know have a fundraiser and get in get out and do their thing you know obviously this is something that's very it is the most important yeah. day of my life yes and, and you know in new york city where people are paying for the big bucks they expect they co- almost would kind of take me on as like their actual planner instead of the venue planner and like you know call me for everything like things that I had 
nothing to do with, you know? Like, my main goal was logistics and, you know, the setup and the timeline and making sure the food comes out right as soon as that speech is over so that way people can eat and then jump right back onto the dance floor, you know what I mean? But people will call me and be like, I really want to do something different. What have you seen? And I would be like... Um, different like how we were talking about people it's so frustrating people are not being specific like this is exactly like mm -hmm. you know and I would be like okay I have a million things to do today I'm in the middle of an event you know because I would have events during the week sometimes and uh and people would call and they'd want to talk about you know all this stuff and like where do you think I should sit this person and I'm like I mean I get it I understand like you want to know okay what's the best table in the house I can advise you on that but Further than that, it's up to you to make the decision of who you want to put at that table. Like, I can't tell you, you where know, you should like, be sitting your best friend, exactly. Susie, I, from high school. That's I don't not my know job. Susie, you know? Like, yeah. I have no idea. And people would, you know, really get very so... Because it's an emotional day, um, an emotional event that they're planning, and, like, kind of have expectations that weren't realistic. And, you know, I kind of have to, like, I would do my best. And a lot of times I did research that I probably, you know, was like outside of the realm of my responsibilities. But, uh, you know, there were certain times where I was like, you know, you're asking me to find this thing at a budget that doesn't exist. Like, you know, and this is not, I'm not getting paid to do this. Like, you know, so... Space. Space um, is a different theme. Maybe you do a space wedding. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, right? Like, and people wouldn't be happy with my suggestions. And I'm like, well, you asked me what I've seen. That's different. This is what I've seen. I can't make up shit that I've seen, you know? Like, I've only done so many weddings. Like, right. oh my gosh. Also, if you're asking me what I've seen and wanting different, what I've seen yeah. is isn't not. different. Yeah. Because I've seen it. it. Yeah, like, there's only a certain amount of things. <laughs> that I have seen. It's actually really funny because we had my dad on the podcast a couple weeks ago and he worked as a caterer for a long time and he always said the one thing he wouldn't do is weddings. Yeah. Because he was like, too much, too high stakes, too yeah. high stakes. No, no it, it takes, yeah, it's a lot. And also, especially for a caterer, like, you know, they're one of the lowest, you know, producing revenue events out there because you make so much food. There are so many, you know, the cocktail hour, the, the mini appetizers, the buffet stations, the three course meal, you know, a choice of entree. Like there's so much food waste and like we're really not, you know, typically making a lot back on those events. Um, so I completely understand as a caterer, like, you know, the drama and then to not even have it pay off, like no way. And like, like for a wedding, like you don't remember, oh, the food was so good at that wedding. No, but right, you do time, remember mm -hmm. the food was so bad at that wedding. Yeah. Yes. That's why I swear, and I know that I'll probably change my mind when or if I ever get married, but I swear... Give it to me. Ordering fucking pizzas. Oh, no. People are gonna sit there and eat pizzas, because honestly, that's what they want anyways. They want to fucking go, drink their faces off, dance some, and have a slice of goddamn pizza that's... to soak up the alcohol. Mm. They don't want a fucking roast chicken, like a whole roast oh, yeah. Cornish hen, with like... Mm -hmm. I want to do all, like, hors d'oeuvres and finger foods yeah. pigs in a blanket key, mini quiche shrimp cot like just give me mm -hmm. all the fun so basically Thanksgiving at your house this past year correct but maybe a little bit less cheese because no. I couldn't poop for days double the cheese no <laughs> uh, Ryan's Thanksgiving was a real time real a real treat oh no it was Christmas it was Christmas mm. it was Christmas sorry I've already forgotten <laughs> see the f you forgot because it wasn't bad and we don't talk about it when it's amazing. 
Fair enough. <laughs> Something like that. But in in the world of being specific, Megan, when we were talking this week, getting ready for this, you were ready. You were like, I am taking notes. Mm. I am I am ruminating. Um, and I already see you with your phone oh, out, yeah. and you are raring to go. Oh yeah. Um. So I'm gonna start off like ease lower us in. drama. Yeah. yeah ease okay. Us in. So yeah, ease us in right like this radiator, just easing us ooh, into heat. Yes. You know? <laughs> Love some ambient sound. So, one of the ones I have here is I have... So, part of also the day of was I would run the rehearsal. You know, which can be really stressful because everyone's drunk. I don't know anybody's name. You know, unless I've met them at the tasting. Like, And even if I do, they're all, like, you know, in different makeup and outfits. And, you know, and it's a lot going on. It's very uh, stressful and... And it took me a while to kind of, like, get into a groove of, like, kind of telling people where to go and feeling confident to be like, no, do this and hold yourself this way. And I'm going to yell at everybody to come in this circle here. And then getting them down the aisle, you know, it's just, it's annoying process. I usually have to save a lot of time in the timeline for it um, because it happens that day. So I had one bride who we did the entire rehearsal. She had a huge bridal party. Like, I want to say probably, like, between, like, 14 and 16 people each, you know? She's like, Catherine either Heigl, side. 27 dressing mm-hmm. up. Yeah, you know, everybody walks down, um, parents walk down, grandparents walk down, like, it's, tip. yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very long process, and so we get through the whole thing, typically, um, you know, the Jewish tradition is that the woman stands on the right side, so we get through the whole thing, but, you know, I always tell people, do whatever you feel, um, you know, there's no wrong way to do a wedding, but, you know, I was... This is what I told, was told we were doing. So I positioned them that way. And we get through the whole thing. They're taking, you know, the, the photographer's there. So they're taking some pictures. And she realizes that she didn't want to be on that side because that was her bad side. And she actually wanted to be on the opposite side for the photos. So she realizes this. And now I just told you what a tedious process it was to get mm-hmm. everybody down the aisle. Now I'm also placing them at the front. Typically on a stage that's much smaller than the amount of people. So it's like, it's a process trying to move everybody around and be like, this is where you're going to stand. Remember it. So we had to do the, and then, you know, so the sides changed. We had to redo the entire thing, (laughs) run the rehearsal again, stage all these people that were drunk again, just because, you know, the profile of her nose, um, she didn't like for the photos, which was something I've never, you know, heard in my life. And, uh. (laughs) I feel like you got to know that going in. Right? Like, that's got to be a note. Like, that, you know, like, so now that's something that I, you know, I would ask anyway because, um, you know, certain traditions are different. And, uh, you know, I try to get as much information as possible. So I'm that way I'm not, you know, asking questions about their preferences that day. But sometimes people will go rogue, you know, like mom will be like, I want, you know, I'm supposed to be on the right, but I want to be on the left or, you know, whatever. But, I, I, you know, when you're placing a bridal party that big, and, and then that'll set off the whole timeline, you know, guests are coming, we gotta get everybody downstairs, bring them back up, because also we were dealing with such a limited amount of space be- being in New York City, so a lot of it was, you know, very smoke and mirror so mm-hmm. I'd, I would kind of have to get that whole bridal party into a freight elevator downstairs, so that way, yeah, and okay, so it's, it is very difficult to explain, especially without like a floor plan, but the sp- space was split into two levels. People would come in, wait, we'd let them go up eventually for the ceremony, 
And then typically I would have the bridal party come downstairs. They're hidden behind screens. Then they go around, walk up the stairs, go down the aisle. Ceremony happens. Then everybody goes downstairs for a cocktail hour. Meanwhile, all the tables are half-dressed and hidden behind screens. And then we remove the screens and completely flip the room, bring all the tables out. The florist does the finishing touches on the table. Sometimes they're not finishing touches. Sometimes they're completely starting it because they're such huge floral and candle arrangements. Then it needs to be pin spotted. Then we need to do the dance floor. Then the dance floor needs to be lit. You know, the stage has got to be set up. If it's a band, which it usually is, there's got to be a sound check. It's got to be low enough that nobody downstairs can hear. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. And it's cocktail hour. One hour. Hour. Yeah. I mean, we would obviously go over if we needed to. Um, there were some events that were so completely, you know, like such a project that we, we would build it in. We would do, okay, you're going to get an hour and a half because this is, you know, just not feasible. You know what I mean? Right. I had a, a client one time carpet our entire venue white. It was insane. They came the day before. They paid for a load-in day. They, the planner, who I love, I'm obsessed with this planner, they, you know, did this huge setup, and um, the whole reason behind it was because, how, so how I explained that the ceremony and the reception takes place in the same place, so they wanted a mirrored dance floor, which needed to be set up. It, it was custom, so it's like a construction thing, so it needed to be built before everything happened like we couldn't be doing construction during cocktail hour it just wouldn't work so they put the carpet down on our carpet built the dance floor and then put white carpet on top and then put the did the ceremony on top of it and then once everybody went downstairs they peeled it off that's and the dance floor was yeah it's magic it's magic yeah so like we were like when i say like the like smoke and mirrors like and people come upstairs and they'd be like is this the same room like you know what i mean like (sighs) it'd be like what the like you know we're doing stages in different spots like it was and they were you know our staff was such a well-oiled machine like there were definitely times that i needed to be out there for like certain personal touches for the couple like I knew that the bride wanted like sometimes I would be the one that put the flowers on the cake like things like that um which was so stressful like I you know <laughs> can you imagine like I hated that I, I hated doing she's that she's gonna get there and uh-huh. she's gonna look at it and then she's gonna stop for a second uh-huh. and then and make... you don't know what's going on in her head for that one second which feels like an eternity yeah and then she makes direct eye contact and like with if you, you mess up a cake like you know like once you stick a flower in a cake that's it you know there's yeah. no going back like so it, you know and it's everything is crazy and hectic and i you know be doing this but um cake flowers yeah. can't go cake, back flowers flipping it yeah House so hunters. I mean like <laughs> you know so I guess like you know, just logistically, there would always be a lot of nightmares. Um, you know, not nightmares, like the flip, like I said, like it was always a well-oiled machine. But like when clients would have curveballs like that, like this is the dance floor I want. I don't want to make any exceptions, but there are limitations on our space, you know, like trying to either find a workaround that will, you know, be able to, to pull off or, you know, explaining to them like this is impossible. But, you know, being in New York City, you only got so much space to work with. Mm-hmm. You, you've got countless resources, but only so much space. And, like, honestly, I feel like at a certain point, and this is just, this is for everybody who is dealing with someone in customer service. Or, no, this is for every customer in a customer service situation. At some point, 
you just got to step back and let the experts do what the experts fucking yeah, do. Absolutely. You know, like people would, they'd fight me on things and like they'd fight me on, well, I want the food to be served before this. And I'm like, no, they're like, we have perfected this. This is like science where I know that this is exactly when guests are going to want to eat. This is exactly when they're going to want to break. You're going to want to do this much dancing at this point. You know, like, things like that. Like, this is a good time to give this speech. Like, you want to grab people's attention, but not keep them off the dance floor for too long. You know, keep them engaged. And people would say that they want, you know, like, I don't know. They want to change things up and trying to explain to them, like, I get what you're trying to do, but I'm trying to make you have the best event. And also, it does reflect on myself and the venue when, when because of your decision making people are bored you know because of your poor planning now people are looking at me like why is this food cold oh because the host wanted it to come out late like and it's like it's hard because a wedding is yes the day is for the bride and the groom Mm -hmm. but there are a hundred plus other people who are there who are experiencing that day with you Mm -hmm. who are Um, prospective clients who might want to have their engagement at our property you know what i'm saying like yeah so that's also something that i have to yeah you might want to ruin and completely fuck up your event but i don't you know like i would like to you know this has my name on it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i take a lot of pride in this stuff um that's how i feel when uh, people (laughs) ask for the woodland omelet but they don't want it with the bechamel or the mushrooms. And I'm like, oh, so you just want to ruin this beautiful omelet yeah, right. for yourself. Sure do. And then bitch about it online because it was flavorless and awful. But you ruined it. Uh-huh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. But it is. It's like there's there's a balance between what is self-indulgent for the bride and the groom and what will be a good event for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lesson we learned in podcasting about like, what's funny that we think is funny and then what needs to get left on the cutting room floor because oh like an audience won't find that funny Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and like of course there are certain things that you know like if a bride wants chocolate cake even though they're having chocolate dessert like you know whatever do your thing like you know like I definitely tell people to choose things that are you know a theme of the two of them like their signature cocktails like when you asked if I have a typical signature cocktail like I said no because people would typically take like their favorite drink and, you know, put a little cute spin on it, put a little sign on the bar. People, if they wanted to order it, they could. If not, they just ordered whatever they want. So, like, things like that, totally. But when it comes to, like, the structure of an event, like, you can't change the game. Like, <laughs> you know, like, but I guess, like, that, you know, is just as far as, like, logistical stuff and, like, annoying. I'm trying to think if I have, like, any other ones. But I definitely do have some... A little more, like I was saying, the emotional mm-hmm. drama. Yes. Um, also, remind me never to book a wedding at your event because I, I'm gonna be so goddamn non-traditional. I know. I don't. Well, I don't want to first always... dance. I don't want to fucking mm-hmm. daddy daughter dance. Well, I mean, I'll have it, but I'll just have the songs that well, we like that I'm gonna input into the the mix. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, don't get me wrong though. <sighs> like, I, there, like I said, there's no wrong way to do it. If you don't want to do a bunch of those formalities, there's totally a way to like still frame the event where like you're taking breaks, you're dancing again, you're eating. Like, you know, some people nope, want to forego some of these speeches dance the and like, whole time. yeah, like <laughs> nonstop eating, well, I mean, dancing. People, yeah, that that I would definitely enjoy. We're gonna that, have feed honest. barrels um, on so we can dance. I don't like that at, at all. The same <laughs> spot. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I've lost my invitation to your wedding. <laughs> I'm busy that day. Um, I'm also having my wedding that day, and we're going to, um, what is it? What's the one with Anne Hathaway? Bride Wars. Bride Wars. Oh. We're going to Bride Wars our wedding, Anna. 
Uh, I'm gonna dye your hair blue, but you'll like it. <laughs> Sucks. It's blue! Oh, does that make me, um... You're, um... What's her name? Oh, uh, fuck. Not Kate, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. I was like, Kate Winslet? No, she died in the Titanic. But she um, also had blue hair at one point. At one point. Oh, mm. um... Eternal mind. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. There you go. Yes. Clementine. With Jim Carrey, who, um, I watched Liar on Liar the other day. Mm, could get it. You can lie to me any day, Jim Carrey, if you I listening. watched The Mask the other day. Yes. Uh, for the first time. Love him. Um, also, there is a, a girl on TikTok. Her name's Heather Shaw. She's a stand-up comedian. She looks just like Jim Carrey, and it's real freaky. Oh, um, I've actually seen her on Twitter. Like, someone yeah. posted... I'm low-key in love with her. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> But enough about me. <laughs> but, enough about, but enough about that weird tangent. Uh, uh, tell us about the drama, the emotions. Okay. So this, I, I actually realized I have another one. But yes. Okay, so like I said, there's a lot of emotion. The drama would literally start from the beginning sometimes, um, like from the moment that people were trying to book. I had an instance where um, the couple, the, you know, 2B couple was not even engaged yet, but the parents, <gasps> yes. So this is like where it's kind of like, you know, like kind of a status thing where people want to book this venue, have the the date booked and locked and whatever and, you know, before whoever, I don't know. But so they the parents saw the venue before the bride and they actually had my manager pretend when they fi- when she finally did get engaged and they all came in for a walkthrough. Um they had him pretend that it was the first time that they had ever met. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So that's one kind of like contracty thing. Another one that I have is, so I had a wedding that was completely booked. You know, the, once the contract is signed, everything gets handed over to me. That's how I learn of this event typically, unless like sometimes I'll talk to them on the phone before or whatever. But usually like I'll reach out to them at first. If they're, sometimes people are booking two years in advance, you know what I mean? Like even longer. And I try to kind of set the expectation that like, you're not going to hear from me for now. Because I have, you know, 12 events this month and your event is in two years. So, you know what I mean? Like, this is like a bunch of info for you to go to, you know, start booking this, start doing that. Leave me alone until we're like eight months out. But so I had this woman call me and you could tell that she was kind of like, I don't know. Like, I was like, what is she asking me for? Like, I don't know. She wanted me to reprint the contract that was signed with everything the same. And, but change the date on the contract itself, have my manager re-sign it, scan it, fax it to her, have her sign it, scan it, send it back. So that way when, I forget if this was the mother, the groom, or the mother, the bride. So that way when the other mother received all this paperwork because they were splitting it, didn't know how early she booked the venue because they lied or, you know, whatever the drama was, they wanted to have it somewhere else and they did it anyway and, you know, like, yeah, so, and, like, I remember that phone call just being, like, so uncomfortable, like, I was like, are you, like, you're asking me to forge a document that's already, like, in my accounting department, like, I, you know, it was very, like, unsettling, like, I was like, I'm sure no harm will come of this, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Megan, did I stutter? Yeah. For the document. <laughs> that also give us give us a little Photoshop. Like changing a date, that's fucking right? easy. Right? Like just do it yourself. Like you know, like you're gonna make me have the guy sign it again, fax it to you, fax it. Like just go on your computer, delete it, and type in the new date. The, a woman probably isn't even gonna notice. Yes, you can download it as a fucking PDF. Yeah, and right? erase uh, that date easy. I mean, right. you know, these were the parents, so they were definitely like less savvy in those areas. But I remember just being like. Fine, I you know like, I just didn't even want to argue with this woman because yeah you know how what do, do I you say? argue like yeah how do you argue with crazy you can't you there's have... sometimes where you literally just can't 
Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that is, you know, kind of drama with me. I mean, I definitely had people call and yell at me and curse me out and, you know, not understand why something costs so much, things like that. But, like, as far as, like, you know, inter-family, you know, drama that I would be privy to because, you know, obviously I'm doing walkthroughs with these people. I'm doing the tasting with these people. Um, some people are, you know, definitely more vocal about their opinions of things and get really, especially people that are paying for certain things, mm. um, you know, oh, why would you choose that sort of meal, yada, 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 things like that. Um, so I would definitely see a lot of fights and uh, screaming matches and arguments, moments where, like, I was like, I would be like, oh my god, I can't believe you're talking to your mom like that, but that you know what I mean? That is always my favorite moment. In front of, of me, like... Like, say yes to the dress when mm-hmm. she comes out and everyone's so excited and then the mom is in the chair at the very end and whoever is yeah, working what do you think mom whoever's working that camera works their way down all the like friends who are smiling and then the mom has her arms crossed and is like I don't like it mm-hmm. wait you're forgetting cause at first everyone's gushing like oh my god it's so great and then Randy is always the one who turns to mom and is like alright mom what do you think mm-hmm. and she's not happy oh yeah yeah, I definitely dealt with a lot of not happy mothers um that would call me and then be in person and you know, I definitely had to learn to kind of not like dodge questions or things like that, but like, you know, kind of advert people's attention because like they would ask for things that were just so non-realistic or like, I don't know, then like get into fights with people. Like I would pretend that like people would apologize, you know, while they're fighting with their mom in front of me and I would just kind of be like, okay, it's, you know, it's whatever. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Like I got kind of used to it. I would see enough of it. But so as far as those specific things but yeah so this one is interesting i had a wedding where the father of the groom (laughs) he wanted to wear a white suit because it was the only suit that he owned and he looked good in oh my god (laughs) so obviously keep in mind the father of the groom is going to be in every fucking picture yeah so he would be wearing a white suit and this is you know the type of a wedding that I forget exactly what it was, but, you know, it was something where the bridesmaids were all in black or champagne or or gray. You know, they weren't doing any sort of coloring, and she was obviously very intended to pop in these photos. Let's be honest, a lot of reason that a lot of people, especially now, are getting married and spending all this money doing all these things is for the photos. To post forever for the rest of their life. I actually uh-huh. see like a really funny comedy thing about that where like literally people will use it to post. Oh, oh, it's my best friend's cousin's birthday. Let me post this random picture of us at the wedding. You know what I mean? Like where people yes. are just like using any excuse to post the pictures, which I mean, you pay a lot of money for him, more power to you, whatever. But this man was intentionally. So, I mean, the drama that ensued I, I with the mom, I felt so bad for her. I loved her. She, you know, this is like why I don't feel bad talking about this because I was totally on her side um, with this and but I had to kind of like remain in the moment a little like impartial like we would talk on the phone she was somebody she would call me all the time she called me when she and but I loved her so much that I actually didn't mind that was definitely like the flip side of it though like you definitely get some people that are just so funny and like even though they're like super needy you're just like this person is just so quirky like whatever I love them like I'll just do all this random shit because you know, they just, whatever. But so she would call me while she was running um, in Central Park and tell me, yeah. 
And at first, like, I would get a little annoyed at first and be like, call me when you're at your home. Like, what the hell? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a place of business. But eventually, I just got so used to her, and she would complain to me about it. I felt so bad. And I do think that he did end up wearing it. I can't remember. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, and it was, and the bride was very laid back, so I think she kind of got over it. The mom was pissed. You know, she <laughs> she was kind of like, this is something that will, like, impact our relationship with them forever. Yep. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And that's another thing. Like, I had a woman, oh my God, this, I didn't even write this one down, but I just thought of it. I, this was another one. Loved her, very needy. But she was also, so like, this, the flip side is some people were needy, but they were so appreciative that, I would just be like, whatever. So this woman, they, you know, we had very limited space and with the tables, like, it was very stressful for people. And like I said, it wasn't always my job to let you know where you should seat people. But I had her come in and I walked her around the venue and literally was like, this is where table one would be. This is where table two would be. Like, for like 25 tables, you know what I mean? And, you know, oh, do you think I should put so-and-so there? Do you think I should put this person there? Like, giving her the answers just because... It was stressing her so out so much, and, like, I couldn't even, like, I felt, and I felt bad, you know, like, whatever. So I did this with her, and she told me that the reason that she was stressing out about this so much is because she hasn't spoken to her brother in, like, 15 years over the placement of where she was seated at, I think, I forget if it was his wedding or if it was, like, a party of his for, like, yeah. Hasn't fucking talked, like... And I just was like, oh my god. Like, I'm dealing with a lunatic right now. Like, yep. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't that serious, sis. It's not that serious. Like, I, especially now, as someone, like, I go to a wedding. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just someone who's very near and dear to my heart. Similar? <laughs> it's more common than you think, though. Like, people <laughs> literally. <laughs> this is getting cut. <laughs> no, I was so excited about that. be very, very quiet and then just having a. It's more common. <laughs> <laughs> like a commercial for, uh, you know, some sort of SUD or something. Yes. <laughs> okay, it's wait. more common than you think, you guys. Wait, but real quick, can I just say, <laughs> before we move on, that the fucking white suit thing, I can totally relate to because my cousin, at her wedding, her stepmom wore a white dress. Oh, I remember this story. Stop. And this, like, That's a, worse because it's a woman. Oh my and, God. I would kick her out. Yeah. My, I would kick her out. My like, cousin literally went up to her and was like, what the fuck are you wearing? And she said, what? It's champagne. And she was like, no, it's uh, not. That's like something you see on a movie. Yeah. You know, like It that. was like, it was off white, but it was also like, like, you gotta fucking know. No. You know that when you go to a wedding, I mean, I've had dresses that have white and other colors mm-hmm. in them that I'll still look at them and be like, no, this is too much white. I Absolutely. Gotta pick or else. like a light gray dress. Like, I've had instances where I found beautiful dresses that would have been great in a gray, but I'm like, it's too, even like the slightest chance in the wrong lighting. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna be misconstrued. I'd rather go dark. All right. Uh, hit us with the doozy. Okay. And I think we are gonna have to move on. All right, so I have two yes. that are definitely yes. they're, they're kind of short though, so it'll be it'll yes. be nice and easy. Um, so one, I had an event, but definitely like you know a a pretty crazy one where they're doing like the intros and everybody's getting introduced, like all the speeches, all the formalities. Yeah, yeah. I hate the intros. Continue. Oh, me too. I hate the <laughs> intros. They're so silly. Nobody wants to watch one person dance. Yeah. And then like unless just, you can dance well, no one wants to watch a bunch of fucking 27 year old drunk assholes like you know like do like a lawnmower onto the the, yeah yeah, like shopping cart like green I've seen it all like when they introduce my wedding party I just want it to be really embarrassing facts and coming (laughs) next we have Anna she shit herself on the subway one yes yes subway (laughs) in the uno grill (laughs) 
All right, I wasn't going to get that specific, but yes, we can use that. Oh, I just want yeah. fun facts about people. Wait, so you're going to say I'm going to be in your wedding party? All Aww. right, keep talking, Aww. Megan. Don't talk to Anna. It's okay. You're my best guy. <laughs> I'm your best guy? Yeah. You're my best guy. Oh, We this have is to so say cute. that. What's we have happening? <laughs> Um, Long introductions. Big, yeah. So um, <laughs> the crazy story. So yeah, they had all the formalities. Yeah, yeah. So a big part of my job and the maitre d's job is to like make sure everybody's in the right place. You know, if someone's sitting at their table, they need to be up in five minutes for the speech. Like I got to go tap you on the shoulder and pull you over. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we're looking for the dad. Looking for him. It's time for a speech. The maitre d', you know, who is uh, male, had to look for him and went into the bathroom where he found him. Now, this is someone who is paying for either, I don't remember at this point, either the whole wedding or half of the wedding, and he was doing some, uh, you know, illegal paraphernalia um, <gasps> happening in the bathroom oh. while he was about to go on for a speech. So Listen, sometimes you that, gotta, you yeah. got to do a party line of coke in the bathroom at oh, Thanksgiving yeah. to deal with your family. I've said it on the podcast before. Um, yeah, so, and like, what do you do in that situation, you know? Like, typically... We have security there. Like, anybody would get kicked out for that. But this man, like, you know, these... This is a father. Yeah, these invoices are not... You know what I mean? Like, this is a New York City wedding. Like, this is so... You know, it was just something that we had to turn the other way at. But, um, you know, it happened, and we knew about it. So... Ooh. Crazy! Um, oh my god, I love it. Yeah, and I don't know. Also, who it's the else. dad. It's not the fucking groomsman in there. Yeah, or like the what? the best man, like yeah. you know, who who's like doing a line before his speech. Like, yeah, exactly. Like that is something I would expect. I've yeah. seen people smoke weed. I've seen you know people have like the little pens and all of that. And, I like to imagine he's like sixty you know? and like white hair. Yeah, like, like definitely right, a little sir. work done on his face Ooh. too. Like that kind of gentleman. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. I can't get to. It. Let's not get. Came up. Speculating. Yeah. You've seen this man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but you're, you're, yeah, you're. Came up in the peak of a... Wall Street, uh, fucking Wolf of Wall Street bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't have a hooker's ass to take the line off of, so the bathroom's got to do. <laughs> well, not at your daughter's wedding. <laughs> oh my She's God. the one getting yeah. married. Um, <laughs> <so> the... <laughs> I'm so sorry. And then the last one that I have, um, or the I mean, I, I'm sure I'll think of more, but you know, the, the one that I really prep for is, um, so this was before my time. This, I was not working there at this point, which, you know, makes me feel more relieved to share about it. But I was told about it many times um, by people who were there. So we had a, you know, couple that was getting married and the groom spent a majority of his time in the bridal suite with the sister of the bride and so okay so the way like i said there's a lot of space limitations in new york city so the bridal suite was actually um it had three doors the main door that the people could lock Mm -hmm. um and then it had two other doors that were service access points it was a small room but it had like we could get in through the closet door we could also get in through our office so they might think that they're locked in this room but they are not you know what i mean unless they go into the bathroom in that room that you know like i can get to you you know what i'm saying and the bridal attendant apparently had walked in on them doing you know some suspicious behavior oh, God. and then so sometimes the the party will have an after party at the venue and we'll actually take them we'll flip downstairs one more time where a cocktail hour was oh. and we'll bring them down there but for this instance they didn't do that they had an after party at a location nearby maybe you know at the hotel that they were staying at something like that but the breakdown for an event you know the we tell the vendors that they have to be out two hours later but our staff stays there all night and cleans you know what i'm saying 
and uh, they, the two, the groom and the sister of the bride, were still in the bridal suite long after the party left, had gone to the hotel for the after party. Like, eventually they kind of had to, like, kick them out and be like, you guys have to leave. You cannot stay here. We're clo- We're locking the door. It's clean in here. You know what I mean? So that is, because that was, you know, obviously when I first started at that job, I said, what's what's the craziest shit you got? Like, let me hear it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, you guys have obviously seen it. Like, the first time I met a client, I was like, oh, that's what this is. You yeah. know what I mean? And I was like, they've seen some shit. God and, uh, yeah. How can you go so, through with a fucking wedding if you... Right? Ugh. Like, and then the whole time, like, I... I always like to believe that people are good, and then I hear stories like that, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I know. That's like, that's some gossip girl bullshit. Yeah, some gossip girl bullshit. And then, like, you also think about, like, the fact that people are spending all of this money on this event, this production that's completely, you know, like... It's a facade. What's the point? Yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty sure that you know somebody ran into them or a family member years later, and yeah, they were obviously divorced. Yeah. You know, like for sure. So yeah, like you know, no shock there. Yeah, whatsoever. How can you spend that much money if you know you're just going to spend more money to get divorced? Oh my god, right? Uh, it's I guess it's the mentality when you have that much money to spend, it doesn't fucking yeah, matter. That what was, else you got mm, to do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, speaking of people who have a lot of money to spend, I'm sure that those people were probably the worst for you to deal with because they were the ones who had uh, the biggest asks of you, mm. many of which were probably dumb. <laughs> so that brings us into our next segment, which is dumb question of the day. So, uh, Megan. Anna and I each wrote a dumb question. I'm rejecting Anna's because I think mine is funnier. And okay. I, I will ask you the dumb question and you just get to react as if you were working. Uh, to set it up, I am going to be having a wedding at the venue, and I just, I have a request. Okay. Oh, boy. I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> it gets your heart racing, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. Hey, Megan. Um, So, I just wanted to touch bases about uh, our wedding, and uh, my husband and I, we met each other at the zoo, so we were thinking that, like, when we like tie the knot we would just release a couple birds you know just kind of as an idea as far as like you know our love for animals and how we met and kind of an homage to Mm. that is that like possible oh okay so you're talking about um inside the venue after the ceremony yeah yeah yeah. okay so um i could definitely say that you know we can do part of your vision um, unfortunately, I cannot have any sort of birds uh, free released inside the venue because of the high vaulted totally, ceilings, totally. you know? And wings and birds. Um, yeah. Which kind of leads me to the next but, question okay. that I had, which okay. was great. So everyone's going to go downstairs for cocktail hour. Mm. And I was thinking we could do like fun, like zoo-esque like snacks. But when they come back up, because I know you kind of changed the space over, could we have some zoo animals? Zoo animals. I'm just thinking like a, a simple giraffe or a zebra, something like easy, you know, just You did kinda... say you have the high vaulted ceilings. I mean, the, the, the giraffe will fit in this room, I'm mm. just saying. A giraffe, wow, yes. Um, although I don't think he'll be able to make it up our marble stairs, so I'm, but, I but think... The giraffe represents everything that I love, <laughs> tall Long neck, mm. spotty. Do you have any animals yourself? Do you have any animals at home? Maybe we could talk about bringing them in and hiring a sitter to take them home for you so they could walk down the aisle. That could definitely be a good alternative. Look how she deflects. Mm. I did want to put the ring on our bearded dragon, Ramon. 
We would have a bearded dragon name. Oh my god. Oh wow. This okay, this reminds me. <laughs> yes, it does. Tell us the story. This one is great. They'll know if they ever hear this, they'll know. I had a no couple this was this was the okay, but you never know, dude. So the, the reason I'll explain to you why I thought of this. This is the couple that carpeted our venue. They had the ring bearer go down the aisle in one of those electronic cars but it was like i forget it was like a fancy car though like it was like um like, i don't know i don't know like a corvette well. yeah like, like something Barbie like that Jeep corvette. yes and when you said the lizard going down the aisle i imagined that lizard in that car from that event <laughs> going down the aisle and it was the most absurd picture i have seen <laughs> so that is why i needed to share but also i remember that event being like so what happens when it gets to the front of the aisle where is this car going? Yeah. And no one thought about it until that day. I was like, it's going to stand under the aisle for all the pictures? Yeah, in all the pictures. Just an empty car. Yeah. An uh, empty children's motorized car. Yeah. But it's a fancy car, so it's yeah. okay. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like having attended many weddings, fucking wrangling the kids who are the ring bearer oh. and the flower girl. Oh, I forgot about that. so frustrating. Oh my god. So honestly, it might be easier to just put them in a fucking motorized car. No, like- very true. I had an instance where, oh, uh, I felt so, this was my favorite bride. She was my favorite. She was so sweet. Literally never, not a problem with this bride, but the day of her wedding, there was a girl, she, I remember the walkers, she, no kids. I don't want kids at this wedding. It's one thing that I don't want. Somebody forced her to have her nieces, nephews, whoever these kids were, at the wedding. And the one little kid, uh, wanted the grandma, her mom, the whole time. And she wasn't able to, like, talk to her mom before she went down the aisle. And she got so upset, and the little girl just, like, threw a complete tantrum. And she had me. So everyone's going down the aisle. Now we're, like, out of people. The dad's supposed to circle back and get this girl, but he's not back yet. She's supposed to go down the aisle. She had me grab this girl that I do not know. And pick her up and bring her downstairs. Now she starts screaming, obviously. Because, but she's, like, at the point where she's, like, she's not going down the aisle. I don't care. But she's screaming. Now the woman is going down the aisle. And I have this ta- child that I don't know. Like, I feel like this is, like, a really weird story to tell. Because it's, like, <laughs> kind of like sounds like child man. abuse. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm, like, what am I? I'm not going to not do this for this bride right now. She needs to go down the fucking aisle. You right. know what I mean? Like, it was one of those moments where I was just, like, okay. Grabbed her, ran into the elevator. Luckily, her dad showed up downstairs like 30 seconds after I got her down there and completely Good. calmed the situation. But it was one of those, yeah. Like, yeah. I will, that's, that could be my, it won't be my advice, my, my top advice. But that is definitely on the list of like, if you don't want kids there, don't have them there. Because it ends up being more of a headache, more of, a, and then you got to figure out how they're getting home, who's babysitting them, all that crap. Mm. Anyway, sorry. If you want to fucking party and drink, <laughs> maybe don't have kids Yeah, there. absolutely, absolutely. Especially because the planner is not your babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's so. the thing. And I love kids. I love kids. I love all of my nieces Same. and nephews. Mm-hmm. I love all of them. Uh, but if any of my family is going to give me shit for not wanting to have kids at the wedding, then they don't you don't have to come. I'm getting fucking turnt, babe. Yeah, like, like, you know, it's like, I remember how turnt you were at your wedding mm-hmm. when you didn't have kids and I'm pretty sure you didn't want to deal with someone else's fucking kids when yeah. you were like, well, <laughs> I just feel like most of the people, most of the parents in my life, like I would definitely have some of the kids that are in my life, like for photos and stuff, not involved in the ceremony, not there at the party type thing. 
But I feel like most of the parents that I know don't want their kids there. They're like, no, you can go with grandma tonight. I'm having fun with my friends. And you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, pictures. I mean, you got to, you can't. A flower girl photo with a bride is absolutely beautiful, especially for, like, a kid that you're very close with. Like, so I do understand that. But, you know, when there's drinking involved and partying and give yourself the night off, enjoy the wedding. Like, that dancing on the dance floor is only cute for, like, the first half hour. Like, There's only so much flossing you can do with that. Yeah, and then the crying happens. And, yeah, you know. No more Fortnite dances after Mm, that. No. All right. Well, it sounds like you put on one hell of a fucking show, but I'm sure that regardless of how well you do your job, there will still always be people who have issues. Yes. So I that have issues. Thank you. I'm the usually one who's saying. Right. Let's get out of here. It's flipping the script today. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, we're gonna head into our next segment: two reviews and a lie. So. For this, we have pulled two true reviews from your wedding venue off of the internet. When I say we, I mean Ryan. Mm. Uh, and then we have crafted one ourselves. So your job is to decide which one is the fake review. Okay. So we're going to start off with review number one. Mm-hmm. This place is like the Kardashians. Beautiful on the outside, absolute crap on the inside. <laughs> We couldn't believe our luck that we were able to book this gorgeous space for our wedding reception, but I should have known after the weird cryptic messages from the GM that things would end up disappointing. He really is the troll that lives under the bridge. The bartenders were snippy and aloof, the DJ sucked, and at least three friends lost something at coat check. I would rather get married in a barn and shred my cash than throw another party here. Hmm. Review number two. Huge disappointment. Beautiful location, excellent food, however, very difficult administration team to deal with. Very arrogant and not worth the aggravation when making an event. Compounded by having a meeting with potential clients dressed improperly during your formal event among your guests' seating area. Any resemblance to customer service ends as soon as the bill is paid in advance. Extremely unprofessional, rude, and inept. God, I can't, I can't fucking with people. I can't. All right. Here we go. Bought tickets for New Year's. The place was beautifully designed and really roomy. As for my one-star rating, the service was horrible. I purchased a six-hour open bar. All I wanted was a water with ice, and the bartender wouldn't serve me unless I gave him a $5 minimum tip. He would ignore me every time I asked for water and just pointed to a can marked tips. For the $150 I paid, I thought I could at least get a water. He did the same thing to other friends I had who actually tried getting drinks. Generally, tips are something you give someone if they do a good job. The world-renowned DJ was all right. Nothing out of the ordinary. Just a lot of replayed tracks other DJs have done. I wouldn't recommend this place at all. You can plan a house party for less or go somewhere with better service and class. All right. <laughs> that is a lot to that's take a lot, in. Yeah, that's a lot of information to take that's in at once. a lot of once. anger flying <laughs> yeah, at you at one time. Yeah, it's lots of anger. I feel like Again, I'm... these reviews are not necessarily indicative of this beautiful woman's face. <laughs> Thank you, um, Anna. I appreciate that. People are <laughs> fucking obnoxious. Also, yes. I will say that um, both reviews that are correct and true, mm. when you guess, are from 
at least five years ago. Okay. Um, they are older reviews that I found. Um, gotcha. Because 98% of the reviews were all five star. Yeah. I had to dig to find okay. some like oh, stinkers. That's sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I will say that like, there wasn't a lot to choose from, and like they were few, far between, and also a long time ago. Yeah, but we don't like to listen to good reviews. <laughs> no, they're not fun. Yeah. yeah, no, they're not. They are fun when I read them, though, especially when they name drop me. I'm always yes, like, girl. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna have to go with the second one. Okay, that is fake. Some reasoning. Because I think the the last one is definitely true. The New Year's Eve one. Sure. Um, because the New Year's Eve party. That we did, uh, I mean, people, it, yeah, it just, it, that one was real. I <laughs> um, without, you know, it just, it, there's only so much you can expect in New Year's Eve, and it, definitely no matter how, you know what I mean? Like, there, people were gross at that party. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of like an open, like, that wasn't an organized event. That wasn't like somebody's wedding or somebody's party. Like, that was like an open to the public, you buy a ticket. Right. And that's the only time of year we do that. Um, I am surprised to hear about the tips thing, but I feel like if it was a long time ago, I feel like that could be true. Um, but I I don't know. I don't think the service stopping at the paid bill is true. Like, I don't think that... I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, you tell me. Okay. I'll drum roll. Okay. Brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Uh, I, I had Oh, that yeah, I do the same thing. Um, but before we go... What are they going to do? You knew it was coming. Mm. You, you thought thoroughly. You sprinkled some tips along the way, like you were Hansel and Gretel. You were both of them leaving breadcrumbs, oh. bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Just give, give us the tip. You know how it, how it works. What do you wish people knew before they went? So, obviously, there's a lot to unpack when you're planning a wedding. I think the most general I can be with to help the most is to be very specific about what you want. If you're kind of at the point where you think that your vendor isn't understanding what you're saying or your planner isn't understanding what you're saying or, you know, or as someone who plans it, you know, you write something down on a piece of paper, but you have to make sure that people are understanding what they what you're expecting from them. I've definitely had a lot of instances where I send out, not a lot of instances, but like think times that I learned where I wasn't as specific as I could have been and I could have avoided a lot of miscommunications, usually small things that were very fixable, but had I just added that extra clarity on certain things, and sometimes it literally can mean looking at something a million times and being like, how can someone possibly misunderstand this? Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that goes for, and that goes across the board. That goes for scheduling. That goes for the florist and what they're expected to bring that day. The load in. You know who? You know the. You have the person that's bringing the cake, but do you have a cake stand? Do you want? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many different details and things that if you make any sort of assumption that something will be there, you could be wrong. So, that is. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, but, you know, just trying to be as specific about what you want and what your vision is as possible, which yep. can be difficult to do, but, uh... But yeah, the more specific you can be, the more we as professionals know how to work with your vision... Exactly. ...and craft your quote-unquote perfect mm-hmm. experience. And do it in a way that I can do it logistically, but also have some sort of semblance of what you were imagining yep. and what you wanted to see in the photo and experience that day and really, you know, take away from this event that you're spending all this money on. Right. No yeah. Rest Podcast, brought to you this week by the word specificity. <laughs> yes. And also, leave your kids at home. <laughs> All right, Meg, send us home as if we had just attended a wedding. Our feet hurt. We're probably way too drunk. But thank us. And you need to fucking clean. (laughs) So thank us for being here and take us out. Get out of the bridal suite. I had a lovely time, y'all. Now get the fuck home. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Your order's up and it is a hot podcast. (laughs) Ooh. Hey friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at NoResPod. And if you really, really enjoyed, make sure that you like, subscribe, and follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you really, really, really enjoyed, and you work in a cool customer service-esque job, feel free to slide into our DMs or email us at NoResPod at gmail.com and even you could be on the podcast. It's really not hard, guys. Like, we'll take anyone.